0: New Island GTA 5 DLC. Rockstar released a tweet today, which is suggestive that uh, there's going to be a new island for new content, for online. You think you'd be disappointed? I have absolutely no expectations, and I don't super care, so I can't possibly be disappointed. As in, if it comes out and I like it, awesome. If it comes out and I hate it, who cares? I'm at the exact same point I was before it came out anyway. I'm perfectly fine with however it comes out. I mean, certainly I'd prefer if it was something amazing that I would love, but but frankly, I'm more interested in the enhanced part of expanded and enhanced. What kind of changes they're gonna make to enhance the game either graphically or in terms of its layout online. Because with this announcement, you've got to assume the expanded part just refers to that island. I wonder if they're even gonna bother putting it in single player or how it's gonna be accessed. They're most likely putting it online only. I mean they have little reason to put it in the single-player if it doesn't have its own single-player story. I mean if they do put it in single-player, or feel obligated to, they might just give it some throwaway kind of story. Franklin goes to visit his friend who's having trouble with a gang or something. Or Michael goes to visit his accountant and you have to fill out tax forms. I bet you that the island has repurposed stuff from single-player DLC or unused early development GTA 6 stuff. I think they've already used all the single-player DLC stuff. I don't think any of that's left after all this time. Was just thinking that single-player and online use the same map as you can find online stuff underground, so it would probably be in single-player, just not used. It depends, Velo. Um, it depends how it's accessed. Like, if it's something wholly disconnected from This island, uh, I don't know why they would add it to single player, I suppose. You feel me? Like if it's something like you get on a plane and then fly and like there's no, like when you open the map, there you don't even see Los Santos. Exactly as Bob says, the single player and online maps aren't identical. Like the casino, given its uh, changes for online, looks completely different in single player. Given that they didn't bring over the changes to even one building, it's weird to imagine they would, um, bring over changes to the map as a whole. It's not going to be a reskin of North Yankton. North Yankton makes no sense as a stomping ground for what online is. Because North Yankton was meant to be, you know, a place full of hicks, a thing out of town. A tiny bank with effectively no security. Like, think about the, t- the entire take for the entire bank. That's in, online, uh, that, uh, that's in North Yankton, it's what, uh, $300,000 in that ballpark. Like, imagine that for GT Online. You may as well, br- it, it, an equivalent DLC would be like the lemonade stand DLC, where you stand on street corners selling lemonade. Your bro got the finest lemons you've ever seen. That'd be 50 cents a cup. That's highway robbery. Then die and sh- shoot the guy. <laughs> Gang violence has broken out tonight on the streets of Los Santos between rival lemonade stand gangs. (laughs) How do speedrunners not go insane from repeated dialogue? How do people who speedrun not go insane from repeated dialogue? You don't even hear it after a while. Legit, you just you just don't hear it. The only reason cutscenes become a an issue is because like you've got nothing else to focus on. You aren't playing the game. At that point, you know, you're focusing on the cutscene. But when there's gameplay, you know, you're focusing on the gameplay, getting that perfect line. You aren't listening to what the characters are saying. Plus, a lot of speedrunners play with a very low volume. Should sound effects be copyrightable? Like, have you ever seen the lengths that people go to to make sounds for games and stuff? Like they, they have professional sound designers sitting in a room with a bunch of different objects, tapping them and moving them in particular ways to make particular sounds. Uh, or like they'll be in the environment and they're like they'll, they'll hear a car make a noise like, oh, that sound, get this sound, get this sound, and they'll rush into the sound studio, increase the pitch, increase the speed and stuff to the exact sound that they need, need in a video, um, or a, a game, or whatever. If if you could just steal all those sound effects that entire process you could bypass every time, you know? But certainly, like, the degree to which that stuff can be copyrighted is probably less than music. Like, the more complex the piece, the greater your ability to defend your ownership of it in course, you know? But you can certainly copyright sound effects that you've produced originally. Like, all this stuff just has to be defended in court. But I like, can understand the rationale as to why, uh, Copyright would apply to that kind of stuff even though it is uh, potentially very simplistic like when you hear sound effects in YouTube videos Normally the sound effect that is being used is listed as free to use sound effects blah 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 And it's usually very simple stuff, but just recently at the end of a Gus Johnson video that I watched There was a knife throwing sound effects and you know that sound and listening very closely you could hear in the video preview. It was so subtle that having, having, wa- having watched the video like four times, never caught it. But just on stream that like yesterday, I was like, wait a second, what the fuck? Preview. <laughs> if you want to go look yourself, it's the, the knife video. It's got like five million views from Gus Johnson. I guess I could. In the same way that Shutterstock has, you know, their logo or whatever on their images, People who sell sound effects have a preview mixed in amongst the sounds. I can't remember the context, but I, I wanted a sound effect of a weapon flying through the air. You know that sound, and then it, before it hits, like I couldn't find that sound effect anywhere. I settled on something, and it, it it always sounded off to me. And I I wish I had had the, um, the technical expertise or the equipment to make the sounds myself. New Twitch channel point features. I have heard of this new thing that Twitch has released called Predictions, where it's something that's existed with bots before. I mean, even way back in the day, DCAP, an old school runner of this game, used to have a thing where you could make predictions about uh, using his bot, what kind of time he would have at the end of a particular split. And depending on how far you were off, you got a, a different amount of his currency for his bot. But Twitch has now released that feature, but for the the currencies that now exist natively on people's channels. I'm not super interested in it. Like, channel points have not been shown to increase viewership to my knowledge. And I think it would just cause both confusion and more clutter in my chat. One thing that has been released recently though related to channel points is the ability to use channel points to enter into giveaways on Gleam. I would have to sign up and pay the money to get some sort of a business plan or some garbage like that. But it's, it's, uh, that's at least somewhat tempting. So people who watch my streams are more likely to win. I suppose that will in some way disenfranchise my YouTube audience, but it's not like I wouldn't make it like an overwhelming dominance or something. Maybe I'll even put like a cap on it. On one hand, I want to pay back the people who watch me on Twitch. But on the other hand, I don't want to in- try to incentivize people to, to do something they don't want to do. Like, I don't, I don't want people to watch my stream when they would rather be doing something else because they want entries into a giveaway, you know what I'm saying? And they want people to feel obligated to watch me on Twitch. I've even expressed that with my mods. Like, I don't want my mods to feel obligated to watch my stream to help me out or whatever. Uh, I would like to have enough mods that uh, there's always someone here. To the extent where people, because I'm, I'm, I've had people say, like, oh, you know, I, I need to go, but, you know, you've got no other mods here. Like, I, I hate when that kind of stuff happens. How is the voting done, Bank? Is it done via chat, like you have to type something in chat to vote? Or do you have, like, a thing that pops up? Like, I have a hard enough time reading my chat as is. Just, like, any discussion about predictions and stuff. And people be like, oh, you know, I was off by this much. Oh, no, I was off by this much. Like, it... My channel would just be dominated by discussions of the predictions, especially when it comes to speedrunning and there's so many splits. And even when I don't have it on, like if I do it once and I don't have it on, every single stream people will go, "You gonna turn predictions on this stream, Matt?" Kind of hoping there'd be predictions this time, streamer. And I really want to deal with that. It'd be a different story if uh, the currency had some measurable benefit to- towards you, but it's it's a uh, It's gambling with something that has no value, you know? Gambling responsibly. You heard about these stories of people who bet all their money on the um, American elections and lost it all? Crazy. Even when I used to gamble back in the day, I would gamble for low stakes, you know? I never gambled with the express goal of, like, generating a better life for myself, or changing my financial circumstances. It was all about the fun of the game, which certainly, winning more money is in of itself fun, but, like, I could have won every single time I went to the casino. Like, doubled my money that I played with each time, and it still wouldn't have been a significant amount of money. Uh, Like, it wouldn't have changed my life measurably, because I'd play with two to four hundred dollars each time I would go. And So if each time I won two to four hundred dollars, that'd be a nice amount of money, but it wouldn't radically change my life. In the same way, if I lost it all, it wouldn't radically change my life. And that's the point. Gambling should always be looked at as just something that is fun. Unless, of course, you're trying to do it as a job. And at that point, it's less gambling and more statistics, risk management, and statistical analysis. For a lot of people, like, you have to keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger To get that same level of chemical hit in your brain when you win, you're no longer satisfied with winning that small amount of money. It's got to be bigger and bigger and bigger until you dig yourself into a hole. Gambling can destroy you. It feeds on the psychological failings of humanity. I'm not gonna, you know, pretend to know the exact determining factors as to whether, you know, what what is most likely to determine whether persons a person can do it responsibly or not. Uh, but clearly some people can do it responsibly and other people can't. Yeah, so they say, Flour, that some people are genetically predisposed to addiction. Less ability to, uh, regulate their behavior. I'm, um... Twitter's new feature, Stories, or I believe they call it Fleets. Did you get that new Twitter update? Oh, this, uh, Stories thing? So, Stories are, like, little videos that you can post that disappear in 24 hours, right? I think? And some startup does this kind of thing, I think Instagram does it, Snapchat does it, now Twitter does it, like, I don't care, I, I could never imagine using such a thing. It seems such a weird feature, cause like, the internet is forever. Like, if you do a story, what's the value in, in having it delete in 24 hours, cause people are just gonna download that shit or copy that or whatever, you know? I mean, sure, not everyone's stories, but anyone with a significant enough following, you know? Stories are perfect for announcing that my stream is live? Maybe, but I like having the dog pictures stick around. YouTube favoring older content. You love how YouTube is promoting these 12-year-old 10-second clips? I have said many times over the years that content that is a year old, two years old, three years old, Whatever, it doesn't make it worse content than a video made yesterday before YouTube started doing it I was always saying YouTube's algorithm should favor more content that's already on the platform And I'm I'm happy they're doing that and it's continued. It's continued to do that Soda Poppins BTS joke Did you see that joke from Soda Poppin where he said in a tweet? BTS are overrated which is a K-pop band and it got like tens of thousands of likes whatever then he's Follow up tweet was, I don't know who this band is, KYS, but I've never heard of them or or something like that. I have no interest in your K-pop bands, okay? I thought that was very funny. Soda Pop and Funny Guy. I've only seen a little bit of K-pop. It seems very eh. They seem like huge productions though, K-pop. But that might just be because most of what I've seen of it is because of the huge productions, the, the shows, the videos, whatever. It's uh, rather than just like celebration of the music itself. Do I watch any Hollow Live? Do I watch any Hollow Live channels? No. Uh, but I have watched that Squirrel Hollow Live person talking about non-stop Nut November, and I thought that was very funny. And I've seen three clips from the Dog Hollow Live person um, that have been animated. Small, small turtle house, and water in fire. Why? It make no sense. I love those clips. Water in fire! Have I played Undertale? Have I ever played Undertale? No, I had no interest in playing Undertale. When it came out, it was uh, when I was deep into speedrunning. I think. I didn't want to play anything else. I ended up watching the game Grumps play through it, like on a week-to-week basis. Uh, So I do know about it. I watched it like two times speed. Certainly seemed like a good game, especially considering how few people uh, worked on it. Wasn't it just like one guy or something? Maybe another person for the movie? No, no, I think it was just one guy, which is pretty awesome. More single-player games before speedrunning. Play Max Payne. I have said many times that I do intend to play all the rest of the uh, Rockstar games at some point. Like what I might do, I emphasize might, is when I finish Oko, I might not jump into speedrunning immediately. I might play a handful of single-player games. Um, other Rockstar titles, other GTA games. What I'll probably do is uh, try to pick a handful of shorter ones. Games that I can finish in less than three days, kind of thing. Do you think it's gonna be hard for you to readjust the speedrunning after you finish Oko? Oh, absolutely. I think it's gonna be terrible. Um, terribly difficult. I have a completely different mindset now. The Among Us new map and my idea of a new sabotage. Yeah, I saw the picture of the new Among Us map. I'm less interested in the map itself and more interested in if there's different mechanics or whatever. As in, you can sabotage. What else could you sabotage in a ship? Navigation or something. You're gonna crash unless you uh, fix it or something. But ultimately, that would just be a repeat of like O2 or Reactor or whatever. Like, what other mechanic could you put in? What would be good actually is if they had a mechanic that was like a gas leak. Uh, which had a hallucinogen effect where you do the sabotage and for a certain amount of time, uh, the character models of different people are swapped on your screen. And and, and let's say it's not even consistent for everyone. It would be kind of like turning off the lights, but uh, with an added bit of confusion and and need for discussion. Because it would be like, how, how, how would I know that there was a person in Reactor if I wasn't actually in Reactor? You know? You have to justify that you were actually in this location, uh, rather than another location that the person seeing. The underappreciated side of speedrunning. In speedruns in general 10, it's definitely a community effort. The sentiment has been expressed that the overwhelming focus on the world record holder is often seen as kind of... A a little bit unfair, but understandable. Like in some games, there can be people behind the scenes who do like hundreds of hours of testing uh, and find all the ridiculous strats that are used. But they effectively never get any credit from the wider mainstream community because they don't have the best time. Usually within the community, they get credit, which is uh, good, of course. But the world record time is not the be-all and end-all of what makes speedrunning speedrunning. The the community effort to develop strats is, is also extraordinarily important. Becoming a meme. I would love to Become a meme in some capacity. Or oh, I suppose I would like to become one in a positive way, you know? I suppose no meme lasts forever, but it would be a little bit of an honor, you know? Of course, we have memes for my own community, but like that meme with critical. Uh, woo, baby! This is what we're waiting for. Uh, yeah, this is what it's all about. Woo! I, I love their meme. Wholesome excited meme. Now, The more popular you are, the easier it is for something that you do to become a m- meme. When you're so popular that you already are the mainstream, anything you do that is a running joke kind of becomes that kind of mainstream kind of meme. Expanding my merch store. I do sell Run's Dead t-shirts, yes. I don't really advertise my merch. I've slowly been in talks with these people who said they might help me make merch and stuff, but... Uh, I just like what I could do is just spend a couple of days adding all my emotes to my merch store Fixing them up uh, and then I'd be more comfortable selling my merch But it's just uh, it just takes so long to add anything to the Streamlabs store I'm at a level of success that if Grey wasn't so amazingly slow with Completing work, I would just pay him like another 25 bucks plus or whatever Per emotes to just make them into larger versions and complete them on the edges. But game to do anything takes ten thousand years, so I'd rather just um, do what I've already done, which is upscale them all. I've upscaled all the emotes, but the small imperfections in the in the small versions of the emotes become very pronounced when they're upscaled. So you have to go into Adobe uh, Photoshop and fix the small bits. Plus, a lot of them are, are incomplete, like small amounts of the the, the body or something aren't shown in the square version of the emotes, and uh, I don't have the the completed version. So some of them are not perfectly suited to be on a shirt, but in general, even with the small bits cut off, they still look pretty good, so. Why not vectorize all of it? It would take forever. The upscale versions are pretty damn good, and it just takes a little bit more effort to make them perfect, or close to perfect as they can get. Playing more Minecraft on stream. I can play Minecraft with subs. I just feel like, Everyone's playing Minecraft. Like everyone. I don't think I could gain an audience playing Minecraft. I could certainly entertain the audience that I already have, but I'm not super motivated to play Minecraft. I don't have a huge interest in it. But I recognize that my lack of interest in it is in part fueled by a lack of familiarity. If I had more knowledge of the mods and you know different modes and stuff and how to set them up quickly and all that jazz, I'd I'd probably be more keen, but I'm just not. Social ineptitude and my graduation. What makes me think so? About what? That I'm not good socially? Because I know I'm not good socially. People found a video of me getting my degree on stage at my university and uh, Everyone's like, he looks so sad. It's more that I'm just uncomfortable being around that many people. I did think it a little bit creepy that people dug around to find a video of me receiving my degree, but It's funny that all the Comments on the video are references to me, because <laughs> the video has like 500 views or something. I have a side here. A Bachelor's of Social Science with a major in Psychology. Should have been a double major in Criminology, but didn't end up going that way. I was one unit off, and they wouldn't give it to me even if I did that unit, so fuck them. My reaction to the Pokimane-Fedmeister drama. I don't normally care for drama, but most drama doesn't involve a 25-page expose being leaked, and I needed something to listen to while I was going around the house. Summarizing it all would be extraordinarily difficult. In the same way that summarizing Game of Thrones quickly would be very difficult. I'm definitely gonna get some things wrong. But like five months ago, Fedmeister, I think his name is, was removed from offline TV for um, inappropriate advances and touching, of we didn't get specifics. I don't think, of um, two of his fellow housemates, and during this, Pokimane came out and said, "You know, Fed manipulated those around me to um, make it so they hated me, and uh, he lied about our involvement together. He we were just we were just close. There was nothing more than that, and yada yada." And so over the next two months, Fed put together this document of like endless personal messages that showed that everything that Pokimane said on stream was a lie or at least a gross misrepresentation, um, like missing so much. And this this document, Fed didn't release himself. It was leaked yesterday. So three months after he made it or whatever. So Destiny and other people go through this and read it. And so Um, Through all these personal messages, it seems as though Pokimane was like manipulating Fed. They were an item and then she's like, you know, I kind of want to sleep with other people and so she goes, sleeps with other people, often bring them back to their house and she's like, she's fucking a guy in the room next to Fed while he's streaming and he can hear it and he's like super in love with her. It comes off. Oh, like like, the 20s kind of love, like she is He's really into her, and he's listening to her fucking other guys. And when she's done with those other guys, she'll go right back to Fed. Like, on again, off again. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we're we're together now. Oh, but now I'm just going to see someone else. Oh, but now we're back together. Like, truly jerking him around something fierce, right? At least that's where where these messages come off. And watching her response, she kind of just, like, brushes over it and tries to re- Imagine the words that she said on stream where she said they were barely involved at all. Clearly, she's lying. Um, No, it wasn't an open relationship. Not at all. It's like, because, like, Fed seemed permanently confused as to their exact involvement. Because they're together, but they're not. But they're together, but they're not. And, and one of the things that Pokimane said, that, uh, Fed did about lying was he lied about the the degree to which they were involved and looking at the messages on and off You're like, well, of course they're gonna be fucking confused. You you are you are 100% with him then hundred then then like 40% with him and then like you're hundred percent with him again. It's 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 like I I, Like can you imagine being a guy super into a chick and trying to get over her and she's bringing back other guys to bang in the room next to you, and like and, and, and she's like, yeah, I guess that was a bit callous. We well, yeah, obviously, she tried to present it on stream as though Fed was calling for um, it was the name Yvonne or something to be to be removed from the house and that she was she was lazy and stuff and 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 turned up from these matches. Pokimane was the one doing that, and even on stream when she's trying to respond to these allegations, she's kind of just breezing past this, and you're like, I, it, and and she's like, yeah, I guess my statement was. Uh, you know, a, a little bit inaccurate, a a bit rushed and it's like they, they had she had all like she had heaps of time to make this statement. I'm talking about her original statement that she made when Fed was accused of inappropriate actions with his fellow housemates. When the allegations about Fed were put forward she, and she talked to all these people to get all this information and to corroborate stories and stuff and and she, so she clearly had time to cater her statement and her statement was to massively downplay their involvement together, lie, and then to pretend as though she wasn't the one calling for this uh, woman to be removed. When it seemed to be that Fed was the one defending her from poking trying to get her removed. It, 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 just, it just comes off so horrible. And her um, reimagining her reimagining of this on her stream that I was just listening, to seems to I, I miss details or directly lie and contradict statements that she's made before. But the the funny thing was, there was when I was hearing this document for the first time, I'm like, wow, imagine having this much personal growth. It looked like Fed from these messages was basically like... Pokimane could have been Padme and gone, look, Fed, the younglings, I need you to get rid of them. And Fed will be like, no worries, bruh, I got this, just... Like, like, no, not, like, full eyes open, just cutting down younglings. That's just, this how Fed came across, like, anything for Pokimane kind of thing. Um, and then, like, this is a really impressive that a person could grow this much to release this document themselves? Damn, that's some personal growth. Then I find out it's leaked. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe, he, he's still, after all this time, seems to be in a situation where, despite how much it seems as though Pokimane fucks him over, and... And made his life worse. Like, you gotta wonder to what degree any wrongdoing that he... Because that, it's as though I'm shifting blame. I don't want to do that. But everything's causally related. How like, He sounds so emotionally fucked up in his young 20s. Mainly because of Pokemon. And and then you, then you further say, and he ended up making unwanted advances on the other women in the house. And it's like, well, that doesn't surprise me. I, I wish he would just be like, yes, I fucking went to try to start relationships with the other women in my life because I was trying to get over Pokimane or, or what have you. Because that's the way it comes across now. That he had a hole in his life and he was trying to fill it. Maybe maybe he was even trying to make Pokimane jealous or something. Who knows? But clearly he was in a very sick situation. And, and worse, all the messages seem to indicate that Pokimane was not actively trying too hard to... Maintain or build friendships with the other people in the house um, Because she was so focused on business and so when Fed would go and talk about their complicated relationship with the other people in the house um, Pokimane saw that as manipulating them to hate her when in reality It just seems as though Fed was really fucking confused because of Pokimane's shitty behavior and of of course That's gonna make them look at Pokimane badly because Pokimane, like, if, if, if Pokimane was there in the friendship group, actively trying to maintain those friendships, it, it wouldn't be the case that Fed can go in and go, hey, I'm having problems with, with Pokimane, and, and the majority of the things that they're going to think about are negative because she's not, she has no counter-narrative because she's not there. Like, it, it just seems so much, so much of this seems to be Pokimane failing as a human being, Fed fucking up as a human being because he just seems so emotionally fucked up. And he still seems emotionally fucked up that he would imagine writing a 25-page expose knowing that people Spoke wrong about you have a misrepresentation a, a, a wrongful idea of you spending all that time two months writing that information then first giving it to Pokimane and then Pokimane saying I think it'd be best if we kept this private like it's, I, I think this you don't want to release this publicly and actually not releasing it publicly. How much control can a person have over a person to be able to turn off that level of, 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 of Just a, the emotional switch. Oh, you really want to tell people your side of the story da 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 switch off. I, I had hoped that Pokimane in her talking on stream Would would give me another side. So I'm like, you know Everyone's wrong in this case. But it really just seems like Pokemon was the one who was all in the wrong. Like, abs- absolutely. I'm sure I've gotten details wrong here. Th- this is just um, a guy who's read the book, but clearly doesn't know the expanded law. And uh, I'm sure someone's going to be like, Um, actually, if you read on-, on page 19, there's a subtle subtext. If you go back to page 6, I'm sure that can be done. And maybe that might make Pokemon look a little bit better. But from, from the face of it, her statements and his and the personal messages, she does not look very good here. Goddamn. I'm waiting for the Pokemon explaining explain in hands. Yeah, I, I want the next book. When's George RR Martin bringing out the next book? <laughs> all I'm saying is normal relationships Don't end in 25 page long exposés and it was clearly Pokimane that was the head of that relationship Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best